back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. To be named later, I am Noah Hiles. He is... Alex Stumpf. And geez, oh man, Alex, that was just an ugly... That was an ugly weekend of baseball. You know, here I am for the past month saying that the series sweep to the Tigers was rock bottom. <laughs> man, we might have... I, I, I'll still stand by that was absolute rock bottom. But man, did they reaffirm that they needed to be at rock bottom. Like, don't – no sense of optimism in that regard. Like, oh, my goodness, especially Sunday. Sunday was – I have not seen a, a more incomplete game of baseball than that. Just they didn't field well. They didn't hit well. They didn't pitch well. That's the worst game of baseball I have seen the Pirates play this year, and I saw them get no hit. What's a, what baseball movie is that from? Is it A League of Their Own where you throw the ball, you catch the ball? That's, that's Bull Durham. Bull Durham, yeah. You hit the ball. It's a simple game. Yeah, and they did all, all three of those things incredibly Horribly. bad. Horribly. Yeah, and it's – I don't know. I mean, going into this series, it just kind of gave you a bad taste in your mouth. At least that was the way for me. It's just like this is just – this has just got dud written all over it. It's, it's a last-place matchup between two teams who have nothing to play for. It's on a weekend where there was playoff basketball, playoff hockey, college football, week one of the NFL. I mean, there was everything in the world for the Pirates just to just stink it up this weekend. And, and thankfully for them, probably not a lot of people were watching. I mean, you were there covering it. I was obviously I had to watch because it's my job. Uh, but, I mean, my God. My God, was this bad? I mean, it was – and I'll argue, first things first, before I get into my argument, uh, for, the, for the listeners who have followed us way back in the day, I have never officially had my ice cream. Ooh. You know? Yeah, have your ice cream, man. I've, I, yeah, my ice cream should have been on opening day, if we're being honest <laughs> with each other. But for the Explain listeners – Explain what your ice cream means yes, to those so, – to the new listeners, to the ones who weren't listening to Alex and I when we were just young with a dream, starting a podcast, sneaking into my old uh, place of employment after hours and recording it without their permission there in their studio. Um, <laughs> my ice cream means every year, and this is a tradition I've had, geez, probably since I was in high school, uh, when I was just a fan of the team, when I wasn't covering them. I would come to a part. Uh, I'd come to a point in the season where I'd realize the Pirates were not going to make the playoffs, and I would go. I'd, I'd, I'd be at a game, and normally be in around August, sometimes earlier, sometimes in you know July, but normally it was around August. And I'd get out of my seat and I'd get myself a big order of ice cream, and I and that would just be my moment. That was my my surrender the season ice cream. And Alex has been there for. Two of those, I think. Yeah, two. You were there for 2018 and 2019. I got the ice cream. I don't cream. know if I was there for the 2019 one. You filmed one. I know that. I filmed 2018. I filmed okay, 2018. Um, yeah, 2019, it was like I came back for like one game after I moved to Canton, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is a lost cause by this point, and I had the ice cream. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't had the ice cream yet, but like I wish I would have long, 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 long ago. But this this series made me think. I'm like, man, I need like a whole gallon of ice cream because it is just that bad right now. 
with how bad they were playing. And you said you don't know. You think Detroit was rock bottom. If that's rock bottom, we're like at molten lava bottom. I mean, we are in the core <laughs> of the earth. That's how bad things are with the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. I mean, you're seeing guys like JT Riddle still get playing time. What did jo- Josh Bell? Did he play first base every game this series? Did he DH? He DH once, right? Was that on Friday? He DH. He might have on Friday. I know Moran DH the last two days. Yes. And it's, it's like they're both playing. So why would you not play the person who fields the position better? And it's getting to the point where I legit think they are trying to tank. Like the lineup construction, everything, it's just really freaking bad right now. I mean, two runs scored on a wild pitch today or Sunday. That's impressive. That's almost as impressive as a no-hitter. And like you said, I would say Detroit series was – really bad the White Sox two games they were there that was ugly because Trevor got absolutely shelled in the game after the no hitter and they never really had a chance there that was just a showcase of the White Sox and look at us and how good we are and how bad you are that's what that was uh this wasn't even that I mean the Royals stink they suck and they just mopped the floor with the Pirates. There was not one instance in any of these three games where you ever thought that the Pirates were going to have even a remote chance of competing. It was bad. I'm going to exempt the White Sox series from this list of the worst series of the year because the White Sox are the best team in the American League right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, the team with the worst record in baseball got there, got absolutely walloped by the best team in the American League. That's, that's, that stinks, but, you know, that was expected. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a different whenever it's the Detroit Tigers coming to Pittsburgh and they had the worst record in baseball last year, and they win pretty handily in those three games. They hit and four home runs when, on the first five pitches they see or something crazy like that. And it's different whenever you're playing the Kansas City Royals, a team who a couple days ago – was in the mix to maybe take Kumar Rocker away from the Pirates and, the, and they'd be like, no, no, we're getting Kumar. Not Pirates saying that they're actually trying to. Yeah. yeah it was, and it, it, it was a bad beer at that. Was, it was like, hold my Milwaukee's best because everything about this team stinks. Old Milwaukee. Yes. Ugh. Have you ever had an old Milwaukee? Yeah, man. I had, I've, been, I've had some dark times I, in life otherwise known as frat years but yeah (laughs) i've been hazed yes (laughs) if you're a true optimist like maybe you can say not maybe josh bell's swing looks a whole lot better than it has at any point this year like it, it, it it looks like he's actually figured some stuff out um brian hayes continues to do incredible things whenever he's actually on the field and not sitting for JT Riddle. (laughs) But I can, there's so much bad. There's so much bad right now, man. This is, this is a bad baseball team. Like I, I, I know that's not a hot take whenever I say a 14 and 30 baseball club is a bad baseball team, but Oh my God, this is a bad baseball team. It feels like, and there's two weeks left. I don't think the baseball is going to improve that much over these last two weeks. No, it's not. And what's more frustrating for me is that I think it's starting to show that if this was a 162-game season, the pitching would – it's starting to fall off as well, the starting pitching. I don't know. I mean, Trevor's been falling off in general. I'm not going to argue that. 
this was a weird, bad start for Chad Cole. And, you know, I'm, I'm willing to buy that he has some cuticle blister problems in his finger that maybe he should just be shut down for quite bluntly, you know, at some point, if it's going to keep reemerging, like he said, it wasn't a point. It, it wasn't a problem in his last start uh, prior to Sunday, but he was looking at his hand, you know, throughout the entire thing. So even if it wasn't a problem, it's on his mind mm. at some point. I mean, blister problems are recurring. It's something that can really mess up with a pitcher for a year. So I, I don't see this really becoming much better as the season progresses. I mean, there, actually, I'm just going to stop saying those words as the season progresses because there's nothing left, left to progress to. No, no, there's two weeks. Yeah. This is they I mean they really all they really have to play for right now is to ruin other team seasons. And what's nice is they're playing Cincinnati, who they we know they do not like, right? I mean they yeah. physically fought each other numerous times or, you know, gotten like a real bros of Simi Valley like bro off. You know, hold me back, hold me back. Uh <laughs> They've gotten multiple of those types of altercations with the Reds. They play the Cubs, who, again, they don't like the Cubs. A lot of Pittsburgh people don't like the Cubs. And uh, they play, do they play Kansas City again? No. No? Okay. And then they end their season against Cleveland. I mean, all yeah. Pittsburghers don't like Cleveland. So there you go. Like, there's, there's three opportunities where Cleveland and Chicago are pretty much locks to make the playoffs at this point. But they could eliminate the Reds in this four-game set they have. So that could be cool, I guess. If you're, if you're looking for a reason to watch, if you're thinking of why the Pirates should take the field aside from to collect a paycheck, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's what – a, what a terrible season. You know, it, I mean, A, the real reason to watch is for Cabrian. Yeah. And, man, you, you really hope at some point they're like, okay, now it's Blake Cedarland. Now it's Jared Oliver. Now it's O'Neill Cruz, but there's two weeks left. Yeah, what's the point? Well, well well, not not even what's the point. There's still a point. Like if if I was to be told O'Neill Cruz will start as the DH for the final series against Cleveland, I would 100% be on board with that without hesitation. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, okay, sorry, kid, you're going up against Shane Bieber. Those the breaks. You know, we're we're throwing you into the deep end. Yeah, which for you would probably still come up to like knee high, but still. Still, let's see what you can do. Mm-hmm. If, if you stink, there's absolutely no pressure. It's, I don't know, it's bad baseball. I, I have a hard time coming up with anything else to say about this team right now other than it's bad baseball. And maybe they can, you know, find some things that they can build off of for 2021, a little head of steam, some information that they could use, collect, whatever it may be. But there's two weeks left, and quite frankly, with the Steelers playing right now, it's it's gonna be tough to you know draw attention to those two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll wrap up this. Uh, it seems like daily segment of talking about how bad the Pirates team is, and for the second part of the show, after we come back from this break, we are going to debate two guys. Uh, who had incredible rookie seasons. Both of them have been very, very, very bad this year. We're going to debate who's had the worst season when we return. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Second segment of the show, Alex, there have been a lot of disappointments on this Pirates team, as we have said, I feel like a million times. However, we've debated, you know, between Bell and Polanco. We've debated between different pitchers, different coaches, whatever it might be. But we haven't debated between these two guys. Two players that I know I was looking forward to watching play coming into this year uh, because of their great rookie seasons were Kevin Newman and Brian Reynolds. Both of them look to be guys that you could rely on uh, in the the order for years to come. And a couple of exciting prospects, and both of them have been absolutely horrible. I'm looking at the Pirates team stats here. They are the lowest two on the team out of, of the one, two, three, four, five, six players who have qualified, have enough at-bats to qualify for league leader stats. They have the two lowest batting averages. They have the two lowest on-base percentages. They have the two lowest slugging percentages. They have the two lo- lowest OPS percentages or OPSs, whatever you want to say to make that plural. Um, they've just been bad. Reynolds, on the other hand, has been really good in the field. Newman has not been. Newman has been trash in the field. Alex, who's been a bigger disappointment to you, and why is that the case? You just hit it right there within the field because Brian Reynolds has provided value in the field. And for as bad as he has been at the plate this year, without looking at it, but I'm willing to say if you go to his baseball reference page, if you go to his fan graphs page, this guy is still a positive war player. Not, not good or even average, like a, a below-average player. Like, replacement level is by far not the goal that they want to have right now. But he has provided at least a little value. I have not seen much from Kevin Newman this entire year outside of those two walk-off hits. And one of them went about 15 feet. So I, you can't really consider that as like, oh, boy, Kevin Newman really came in the clutch there. Yeah. He just put a ball in play and, you know, it was an error. Mm-hmm. Grindall literally dropped the ball. It's... I, I, I might be tipping my hand here because uh, it was Friday's story in The Gamer. And, yeah, it's so it seems kind of redundant to pick at a wound of a, de- a detached arm, detached arm. But, man, Kevin Newman has just been bad this season. Like, last year had the good rookie year, but you saw tangible improvement this year – continued you saw him drive the ball more and yeah he hit well in the first half of the season but a lot of that was you know that you know 45 foot ground ball swinging bunt that he turns into an infield single almost all the time as the season progressed you saw him drive the ball drive the ball to all fields drive balls into the gaps and occasionally over the fence it's you just haven't seen that at all from him this year like outside of like a brief hitting streak I think but he had back in like early August there hasn't been much you know, to get excited about him at all. And the defense, oh, my God, the defense has just been atrocious this year. 
Yeah, the defense, like you said, that's been the biggest separation between these two because it, it looks like not only has Reynolds been great on defense, it looks like he's gotten significantly better this year. There has been notable improvement and something, again, to look forward to. And maybe if this was a longer season, Reynolds could finish hitting around like 270 or something. You know, he could save it. But, I mean, it's just still like their OPS is – I mean, Newman has a 556 OPS. Are you kidding me? Brian Reynolds is hitting 176 in their – Close my mind. 45 games into the season? I mean, it, what in the world? And his approaches are terrible. I mean, he gets out on, like, three pitches quite often. It is not good. So, yeah, I don't know. And when you look at the struggles of these two teams – and it's, it's going to be a long road back. We've said that a lot. But if these guys can't get going, how much more chaos will this lead to? I mean. I'm talking like next year and stuff. I'll go even further than next year or whatever. Coming into the year, which player in the Pirates organization had the most trade value? If, if Ben Sherrington's like, look, I really am tearing it down. I don't want anyone from last year's team. Which player would have commanded the most trade value? By far, it was Brian Reynolds. Because you get six years of control of a guy who just had a four-war season and, you know, flirted with a batting title and proved that he could hit for some power, field, run the bases. He did everything well last year, or at least moderately well, average. It's it, This year, I mean, the glove, glove has looked good, but besides that, he, he hasn't shown anything. I don't know. Reynolds, Reynolds' drop is more surprising. But Newman's is more disappointing, in my mind. I think there's a, a differentiating point between the two. Like, I really did not expect this from Brian Reynolds. But despite that, I still see him, you know, making adjustments. I still see him, you know, providing some good things for this team. I just haven't seen Kevin Newman provide a lot of good in 2020. The thing with Newman is I could see him just disappearing. I mean, not immediately, but like they have so much, they have so many other options at shortstop at second base in the, in the farm system or just young guys who are MLB ready. They don't need to wait around for him to figure it out. You know, I mean, that's that he could just evaporate and we could be like, Hey, Kevin Newman had that one good year, and that could, that could be like the synopsis of his time in Pittsburgh, and he could probably catch on somewhere else and do something. And I'm not sitting here saying, you know, ship him out of town, fire him into the sun. I'm not calling for that yet. But, like, Reynolds, they have no other choice but to stick with because there are no other – he's the only true outfielder really on the team right now. Him and – I mean, Polanco, but, I mean, we've, we've said enough about Greg. I, I've said so much about Greg at this yeah. point. Yes. Just to anyone who says, why don't you criticize Greg? Just assume that I'm like in a constant state of, ah, oh, Greg. Yes. <laughs> so that's the thing where Newman isn't in a position where he can be playing like this and just be guaranteed a spot in the starting lineup or even a spot on the roster. I mean, he's going to be back on the team next year, but – it, there's going to come a point in time where you're seeing his name penciled in at shortstop and you're going to ask yourself, why is Cole Tucker not playing shortstop ahead of this guy? Why? You know, why, why isn't he being moved? Well, Cole hasn't been so hot this year either. But yeah, yeah. I, 
I, I, I, know, I, I, but, I get your yeah. point. Yeah. Like Eric Gonzalez, whatever. If, if this is really going to be a meritocracy where the mm-hmm. people earn their playing time, what has Kevin Newman showed in 2020? That it's like, yeah, this guy deserves to be a starting shortstop or second baseman at this point. In 2020, he, he showed nothing. His whole meritocracy is what I did in 2019 right now. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, definitely is. Take um, a drink every time I say bad in this episode. I just, I just this whole season. Not good, bad, rough, disappointing. Uh, opportunity, we've said that a lot. Yikes. Alex, how was Kansas City? I saw you got to go to the Negro League Hall of Fame. Is that right? I did. I did. Um, I got to have three different meals of Kansas City barbecue. Yeah? Yeah. I, I like this city. I, 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 I'm digging this city. Pirates are coming back here next year, and I'm, I'm not going to let Dion have this trip. This is mine. Okay. I mean, I could come too, but it's fine. You, you can find your own city. All right. I like I, I really enjoy my time at Kansas City. Well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, any highlights of the Negro League Hall of Fame? Is it in the museum or Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Any yeah. highlights? I mean, just from a Pittsburgh standpoint, there's so much, obviously, with the Crawford and the Grays. Um, I, I discovered or I learned in – going through there that before Jackie Robinson was signed or before he made his major league debut, the pirates uh, had workouts for three players from the Negro leagues. Hmm. Yeah. And that was whenever Landis was still alive. They obviously didn't sign anyone, but like one of them was Roy Campanella. And that's interesting. A, that's a darn good player to bring in for workout. Probably should have signed him, huh? Yeah, probably. I mean, the Pirates were terrible at that point in time. So they, they were. They, they probably would have rather just played terrible. in the Negro Leagues. Uh, all right. Any final remarks? Um, rock bottom. Rock bottom. We're, they're still at rock bottom. It's, it, there is no extra layer of digging after Detroit, I don't think, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. Hit that subscribe all button if you haven't already. And just two weeks. That's all we got, two weeks. Maybe the Pirates will win some games in between now and then. If not, Kumar Rocker is going to be wearing a Pirates uniform. Maybe. Rather than later. Yeah, later, maybe. And that should help you sleep well at night. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.